Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, May 23rd. Coming up, Wyandotte County grapples with the consequences of the state's new congressional redistricting map being upheld in court. What the Kansas Supreme Court did is to, in a very partisan way, leave voiceless in Congress a large percentage of Kansans. We'll talk with the state senator who's represented northern Wyandotte County for more than two decades about the fallout and about this year's conflicted legislative session. But first, our regular Monday look at top state government stories on both sides of the state line. Kansas lawmakers will return to Topeka today for the last day of this year's legislative session. It's largely ceremonial, but before wrapping up for the year, lawmakers could attempt to take up bills if they believe they could muster the votes. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service has more. Democratic Governor Laura Kelly recently vetoed three bills that could be revived if the Republican leadership believes enough lawmakers will be present. Often multiple lawmakers are absent on the last day. One of the bills Kelly vetoed would prevent any public official in Kansas from instituting mask mandates for any infectious disease, not just COVID-19. Meanwhile, Democratic leadership called for last-minute action to further cut the food sales tax and legalize medical marijuana. One of the session's big accomplishments was the legalization of sports wagering in Kansas, which takes effect on July 1st. But there may be a delay. That's because the Kansas agencies responsible for regulating sports gambling may not have the rules ready for casinos and the affiliated smartphone apps to start taking bets by then. Butler National Corporation, which manages the Kansas casino in Dodge City, has entered agreements with national sports betting companies DraftKings and Bally's to use their online apps. Chris Reedy is Butler National's vice president. We're certainly hopeful that this fall, sometime during football season, that uh, we'll have the apps up running and available under, under Kansas law. Once the regulations are in place, Kansas will allow betting through the apps as well as in person at casinos and some sports venues. Three of the seven Republican candidates for an open Missouri congressional seat don't live in the district. KCUR's Carlos Moreno explains. In the redistricting map that took effect this week, Missouri's 4th District is vast, with its corners anchored by eastern Jackson County, the north half of Columbia, the town of Nevada, and Fort Leonard Wood. But according to reporting in the Missouri Independent, the two money leaders in the race, former local TV anchor Mark Alford, who lives in Kansas City, and former Boone County clerk Taylor Burks, who lives in the southern part of Columbia, both now reside outside the boundaries. There is no legal requirement the candidates live in the district to serve, but at least one candidate, farmer Kalina Bruce of Stockton, is calling on the non-resident candidates to drop out. For his part, Alford told the Independent he plans to buy a house in the new district now that he knows where it is. The battle over Kansas congressional redistricting is over. Republicans who control the state legislature passed a map that will make it harder for Democratic Congresswoman Sharice Davids to hold on to her seat, raising the prospect of an all-GOP Kansas delegation. Governor Laura Kelly's veto of that map was overridden, and last week, the Kansas Supreme Court said the map was not unconstitutional. Its opponents said their legal challenges have come to an end. One element of the new map is that it takes the northern half of Wyandotte County, roughly the part of Kansas City, Kansas, north of I-70, 
and puts it in the second congressional district, which wraps around the rest of Wyandotte and Johnson counties to include more rural and conservative areas northwest and south of the metro. Kansas Senator David Haley has represented that part of Wyandotte County in the House and Senate since 1995. I asked him what he thought about the map and the court's decision. Well, obviously, we're disappointed in what is clearly a partisan map. You know, what happens here in Kansas will have potentially disparate effect on the makeup of Congress in D.C. And what the Kansas Supreme Court did, and obviously, as an attorney myself, in evaluating the evidence and watching it, I feel they did it erroneously, is to, in a very partisan way, leave voiceless in Congress a large percentage of Kansans. So, Senator, I, I, I'm wondering what you think the actual impact will be on your voters. I think it's clear there will be some impact potentially on the on the seat if it goes from being Democratic to Republican in the national count. But but what, how will your voters be affected by uh, by having to share a, a Congress member with Miami and Anderson and Franklin counties? So my my district is the one I represent the fourth state Senate district. I am on the northern part of I-70. Um, so it's my district that now goes, um, as you stated, completely around the southern half of Wyandotte County, south of I-70, and Johnson County to pick up, um, I think, a constituency that's drastically different in terms of how we approach the issues of the day. We are uh, more what has been defined as progressive. Some might even say liberal in my district, and they are decidedly more conservative um, and looking more toward a, a another type of uh, uh, America than we perceive. So there's also a significant racial difference. Uh, your your Wyandotte County is 37 percent. Uh, non-Hispanic white, those counties, Miami, Franklin, and Anderson, are more than 85% white. Yes. And I'd have to look at the map. I was thinking Miami was going to be a part of the new third. A part, so a part exactly of it, sure. a part of it is, and a part of it will be part of the the second. But, but I, but I understand your point that that part of how the third district got to be more conservative as well, and possibly at risk for Congresswoman Davids is that part of Miami County is now included with Johnson County and uh, and and part yes. of Wyandotte. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to besmirch the Kansas Supreme Court. I mean, I, I'm, you know, as the ranking member of the uh, Kansas Senate Judiciary Committee, I'm responsible for having vetted and voted on several of them that are there. It's just my understanding and what was presented uh, to our committee that they had a clearer understanding of what um, or application of laws and guidelines would have been than apparently they did now uh, or than they have now. It's clear that they are, are have split communities of interest, those communities of interest, and uh, myself as one of two um, Black senators out of our 40 uh, members, know that my community of interest includes uh, people of color, black and brown, and to split us in the middle is to, and between two districts, is to leave us without a voice in, in, in Washington, or potentially without a voice in Washington. They are not responsive or receptive to that, and how the Supreme Court could in any way analyze that that is something that Kansans want, uh, on the whole, to do for some political ideology baffles me and is very disappointing. 
do you have a prediction about what the impact will be on Sharice Davids, who, who I guess will no longer be your representative in Congress? Sharice Davis has had broad appeal. Uh, I think it goes beyond her, in, her incumbent constituency. Sharice uh, has been excellent in that. We here still will be working, though we won't be in her district. We'll be working to ensure that our neighbors um, in Wyandotte County come out to roundly support her re-election efforts. Let's turn to the legislative session. Uh, the legislature will convene today for what might be the final day or certainly the final week of its work. But most of the work is already completed. When you look back on this legislative session, apart from redistricting, what will you remember about it? So, of course, we are uh, most excited about the food sales tax. This is the reduce the gradual phase out of this uh, the tax on groceries in Kansas. Yes, and you know, sad. I spoke to it um, during the course of the debate. We had the opportunity to cut the tax in its entirety, um, beginning immediately. And uh, Governor Laura Kelly called upon the legislature uh, from day one this year to send a bill which she would have signed back in January. And we could have had that been done. And if uh, the gamesmanship of um, our Republican leadership not uh, won the day, we would have had Kansans being delivered upwards of $500 a year in food sales tax immediately. Um, So what we've ended up with is a watered down version uh, due to politics that did not want to see Governor Laura Kelly and the uh, legislature do that against the backdrop of a tremendous surplus. So that's a that's a mixed success. Are there are there other accomplishments you would point to where you can say, hey, we did a great job this year as a legislature? Bipartisan support. um, And frankly, we were fortunate to get our sports uh, wagering through. Uh, It's a mix of a bill that allows Kansans and others to wager on various games, sports games um, in the area. Actually, I was surprised that Missouri didn't keep pace uh, with this measure because it gives a competitive advantage to Kansas, to my state. And part of that revenue will go to uh, maintaining attractions or bringing major sports venues to our state. We already have Sporting KC that has done exceptionally well, and we're looking for other opportunities in the future with the revenue that's going to be generated through our sports wagering. You mentioned that that's a bipartisan success. Senator, you've been around a long time now in the Senate. Uh, how are Democrats and Republicans working together in the legislature these days? Do you Is the situation workable, or is it is it getting harder to make things happen in a cooperative way? Well, frankly, it's become more polarized. So I'm the senior member of the Kansas Senate. Uh, This is my 22nd year in the Senate, my 28th year in the legislature, having done six years first in the Kansas House. And frankly, I've never seen it more polarized. There's um, almost a predictability on most issues as to where the vote will be. Back in the day, if you will, through concerted debate and discussion, uh, we wouldn't know where any side would be regardless of party affiliation. But now uh, it seems as if there is an ilk within my colleagues that they march in lockstep <laughs> with, um, with what their leadership wants. And there have been some repercussions when they haven't. For example, three members of the Senate voted to not sustain uh, or to sustain the governor's veto of the maps, uh, of the congressional maps going back there. And uh, they were roundly taken to the woodshed, if you will. And when the vote came up again, 
they had changed back and they lost some leadership positions for having done that. And so there's a full expectation among the Republican leadership through our um, Senate president and to a lesser extent, the House Speaker, uh, the Republican leadership, that they all toe the line for um, what I feel are not progressive issues. They're actually detrimental to the growth and the sustainability of a long-term, vibrant Kansas. Senator David Haley is a Democrat representing Wyandotte County. He's the longest currently serving member of the state Senate. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can stay up to speed on Kansas and Missouri government and politics all week long at KCUR.org or, of course, on the air at KCUR 89.3. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at PTS Brian. Join us again tomorrow. And thanks for listening.